Hoffaday, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It's Friday, November 2nd, 3.05 p.m., broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. This is KHMG 88.1 FM, Barragata, Guam. Glad to be with you on this Friday afternoon. You're joining us for our two-hour live local talk and variety program called Live Till 5, where we hope to entertain you a little bit, educate you a little bit, edify you in your Christian walk a little bit, and just give you a nice alternative on a Friday afternoon, something fun to listen to and, and interact with as you're maybe driving through Carline. All you Carline warriors, grace be with you as you battle traffic and get the kids where they need to be. Some of you might be on your way to or from sports practice. Some of you are heading home from work, heading into work, or sitting at your desk at work. You know, you don't have to only listen to the radio in your car, although that's great when you tune into 88.1 FM on your car stereo. You can also listen online, khmg.org, khmg.org. You can just click on the little listen tab there and listen to a beautiful, clear stream of our radio broadcasts. And for specific shows like Live Till 5 and many other great programs we produce here, you can download the podcast at khmg.org. So if you ever want to listen to the program later or share it with someone, just download the podcast through khmg.org. We also rebroadcast this show in its entirety, all two hours of it, every Saturday from noon to two, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m., Catch us on The Rebound when we rebroadcast this show online and on the air. Noon to 2 Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night. We do that because we know not everyone can listen to two straight hours of radio. Some people are really busy. You're catching five minutes of the show here and there as you're in and out of the car or away from the radio or your desk. We got you. We got you covered. That's why we do the show noon to 2 Saturday, 7 to 9 Sunday night so we can catch you on your way home from church or as you're running around to or from the soccer fields or wherever you might be headed on the weekend. So we want to be a blessing to you throughout the weekend. And again, download the podcast if you want, khmg.org. Glad to be with you today. It is November 2nd, 3.07 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Every week I like to share with you a little bit of listener-submitted content. And this content is a regular submission by none other than Bob the Librarian slash Registrar. Thank you, Bob the Librarian slash Registrar. We appreciate your listener-submitted content. This one is a list of things that happened in November, different observances and holidays. November is Addiction Awareness Month, AIDS Awareness Month, America Recycles Month, Aviation History Month, Banana Pudding Lovers Month, mm. Child Safety and Prevention Month, Diabetic Eye Disease, Families Stories, Gluten-Free Diet Awareness, Good Nutrition, The Great American Smokeout, Greens and Plantains, Historic Bridge Awareness, Home Care, Hospice, COPD Awareness, Percussion Month, Lung Cancer Awareness Month, to name a few. Those are just monthly observances. There are quite a few in November, it looks like. Weekly observances, 
would be these, but not just these. For this first week in November, we are in the middle of National Fig Week, also Patient Accessibility Week, World Communication Week. Today is the beginning of the Farm Toy Show Days, 2nd through the 4th. Sherlock Holmes Weekend. Drowsy Driving Prevention Week starts on Monday. Uh, Sunday, make that Sunday. Animal Shelter Appreciation starts on Sunday. Radiologic Technology Week starts Sunday. Monday, Give Wildlife a Break Week. Uh, Let's see here. National Donor uh, Sabbath, the 9th through the 11th. And that's all happening just in this, this first little bit of the month. Now, daily observances, yesterday being the first, All Saints Day, Autistic Speaking Day, uh, let's see here, National Authors Day, Cook for Your Pets Day, Deep Fried Clams Day, Family Literacy, uh, Men Make Dinner Day was yesterday, Vinegar Day, Prime Meridian Day, and World Vegan Day yesterday. Today is All Souls Day. Yesterday was All Saints Day. Today's All Souls Day. Cookie Monster Day. Fountain Pen Day. Uh, let's see here. International Day to End Impunity for Crimes Against Journalists Day. Love Your Lawyer Day. Deviled Egg Day. Ooh, I love some good deviled eggs. I prefer the kind with more mustard, maybe a little paprika, just in case anyone wants to make some. Although if I just walked into the radio station and there were just deviled eggs sitting out, I might pause before just popping one in my mouth because not knowing where they came from might be a risky proposition. Ah, who are we fooling? I'd probably eat the whole plate. Uh, Back to uh, the special days. It's National Jersey Friday, Medical Science Liaison Awareness and Appreciation, and Plan Your Epitaph, like what's going to be on your gravestone, day. Tomorrow's Bison Day, Cliché Day. Digital scrapbooking, jellyfish, sandwich, pumpkin destruction, Sadie Hawkins, sausage and kraut day, to name just a few things that people are celebrating tomorrow around the world. The fourth daylight savings time ends, National Candy Day, Chicken Lady Day, Easy Bake Oven Day, Use Your Common Sense Day, the fifth color the world orange, Fill Our Staplers Day, Firewood Day, Guy Fawkes Day. We've talked about that in the past, the Guy Fawkes uh, revolution. Um, I think that was also the gunpowder revolt or something like that. Usually identified by that smiling mask with the wispy, uh, little mustache guy Fox job action day is on the fifth as well. National donut day, play monopoly day on the fifth and traffic directors day, the sixth election day. Hopefully you're getting out there to vote on the sixth uh, let's see here. Healthy Eating Day, Nachos Day, ironic that Healthy Eating Day and Nachos Day are the same day, and Saxophone Day the 7th, Employee Brotherhood Day, Stress Awareness Day, Bittersweet Chocolate with the Almonds Day, Canine Lymphoma Awareness, Hug a Bear Day, a stuffed bear that is, and Notary Public Day. And then the 8th, let's see, Abet and Aid Punsters Day. So that's a day where... You're going to hear a lot of puns if people are celebrating that. Cook something bold and pungent today. Maybe you live next to someone that celebrates that more frequently. Uh, Let's see. Tongue Twister Day. Uh, National Cappuccino Day is on the 8th. Parent and Teacher Day is the 8th. Walk to Work 
and World Town Planning Day and X-Ray Day. Those are all things happening this first week of November. As we look back, we will have a little This Day in History later on, but just as a little glimpse, uh, Bob the Librarian slash Registrar also submitted this from the fact site from the Lincoln Library online. Some things that happened this week in history. For example, November 1st yesterday was Samhain, the Celtic Festival of the Dead. That was celebrated yesterday. The festival set to the fall halfway between set to fall between the autumnal equinox and the winter solstice, celebrated um, either on the first or the second. Let's see. Uh, in 1776, this week in 1776, the Mission San Juan Capistrano was established in California. Uh, let's see here. It was the seventh Spanish mission established in California. Uh, in 1800, this week in history, in 1800, John and Abigail Adams became the first residents of the White House. That's pretty cool. 1872, this week, Susan B. Anthony broke the law and registered to vote. She became a very popular uh, figure for women's suffrage at that time. Uh, let's see here. Some famous people were born, like Gary Player, the famous uh, South African golfer. Um, yeah, and uh, Mamie Eisenhower passed away on this day, this week in 1979. Uh, 1981, Antigua and Barbuda became independent nation, an independent nation made up of those two islands. And many other things, of course, happened this week in history. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break and get a little harvest highlights under our belt. And today our theme is going to be apples. We were commenting that would have been appropriate the week that we had the candy apples, but, you know, sometimes you just can't plan these things. So today's theme is going to be apples a little later. We're even going to have a blind taste test of a variety of apples. So stick around. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. This is episode 288 on this Friday, November 2nd, 3.15 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Glad to have you with us. More Live Till 5 after Harvest Highlights. With a little more live till 5 is 3.23 p.m. on Friday, November 2nd, episode 288 of our live local talk and variety program. Glad to have you with us. I've been gone the last few weeks. I think I missed three Fridays because of the uh, recent recruiting trip I was on. I got to be in four different climates, uh, experienced all the seasons. I arrived in South Carolina. It was in the 60s and pouring rain. And then it felt like springtime, kind of a little bit humid. Then I went to Watertown, Wisconsin, and it was 40, but a strong breeze, making it very cold. Then I got to Ankeny, Iowa, and it was in the 30s and snowed. 
Then we flew to Pensacola, Florida, where it was a balmy 83 degrees and sunny and beautiful. And that was the summertime. So I experienced all four seasons. Then we went to Japan for a few days, and we were supposed to be back last Thursday night, but because of the storm, we had an opportunity to change our ticket for no additional cost on the ticket. So we did, because we didn't want to get stranded at the airport waiting for a flight. Ended up, we would have still come in just a little late that night, but it worked out great for us. So we missed last Friday's show, unfortunately. So sorry we missed you guys, but uh, I got to listen to a little bit of the second hour of the show when I got back last Saturday, and it was hilarious. I'd encourage you to go online and download the podcast. Quite funny. Quite funny, indeed. Something that, uh, one of the things I get to do here at Harvest is I get to teach a class on hermeneutics, biblical hermeneutics. That's the art and science of interpreting literature. And of course, if it's biblical hermeneutics, then how to interpret the Bible. And we're talking a lot about meaning and context when it comes to words. And all my students are uh, from Micronesia. HBBC students are all solely from the Micronesian Islands. And so I'm trying to explain to them, because English might not be their heart language, their first language. So I'm trying to explain to them the importance of learning the context and the meaning of the word. What did the author intend for the word to mean? What did it mean to those reading at that time? And I came across a list of words that I shared with my class. And all I can say is, I think it was a mind-blowing experience for them. Because these are all words called Janus words. Janus words. A word with several meanings. So Janus, I believe, was the the Roman god that had um, two faces, uh, opposite faces. So sometimes you'll see that on a coin or whatever. I think even Janus uh, Mutual Funds has like a Roman coin with two faces on it. So... Janus, or they're also called contronyms, or they're also called autoantonyms. So all of our English grammar nerdy people are just like, ooh, turn it up, turn it up. Keep it on this channel. Well, I'm glad to oblige. Here's here's a good example of a contronym or a Janus word. Cleave. Cleave. Could be to divide by by cutting, or it could be to adhere firmly. So you can cleave, like you can use a meat cleaver and cut something in half, or to cleave could mean to bind together, like a husband and wife. Dust, dust. The word can mean to make free of dust, or it could mean to sprinkle fine particles on something. Uh, Let's see here. Overlook. This one's very interesting. Overlook could be mean to inspect, like to look over. I want you to, you're going to have a a responsibility to overlook everything here. Um, You can have a scenic overlook where you're actually watching over something. Or it can mean to look right past something and to miss it. Uh, Let's see here. The word rock. It can mean uh, something is firm hard, or it can mean swaying or tilting movement. Sanction, to give effective or authoritative approval or consent, or coercive measure intended to discourage. So to sanction something could be to promote or discourage something. Depends on the context. To screen, this is a very interesting one. To screen means to conceal from view, or it can mean to display. 
like you can screen a film, that means to display the film, or you can screen a film, which means to block it by putting a screen in front of the projector. Uh, let's see here. Trip can mean to dance, skip, or caper with light, quick steps, or it can mean to stumble. So you can trip the life fantastic, I believe is what they say. Oversight, kind of like overlook, means to have watchful, responsible care, or an inadvertent admission or error. So oversight can mean exactly the opposite things. Fast, firmly fixed, or moving or able to move rapidly. Exact opposite meanings. There are a number of other ones as well. Bill, bolt, bound, buckle, clip, like to fasten or to detach. Consult, continue, custom. Custom was an interesting one when I talked to the HBBC students, how these this is quite the contronym or Janus word. Custom. It's a common practice or it's special treatment. So depending on the context of the sentence and the meaning of the author, custom can be something that everyone does. Or if something's custom, it can be something that is unique to just one. Uh Let's see here. Flog can mean to promote persistently or to criticize or beat. Uh, let's see here. Garnish. This was interesting. Garnish can mean to furnish as with food preparation or to take away as with wages. So you can garnish someone's wages for using too much garnish on their uh, dish. Uh, let's see here. Uh, off can mean to deactivate or activate just depends on the context. If you turn the lights off, or as we like to say around here, if you off the lights, it means that they're going to go dark. But if the alarm goes off, it means it's going to come on. It's going to be activated. Peer, like in the UK, a peer would be someone of nobility or higher class. But in American English, a peer is someone that's your parallel, your equal. Uh, presently can either mean now or it could mean not now, but soon. And there are a number of others here. Let's see. Quite, ravel, rent, sanguine, sanguine, confidently cheerful, or bloodthirsty. Scan. Uh, seed could mean that you're trying to sow seed, like you're planting. Or it can mean you're removing seeds from something that's already been harvested. Strike. Uh, weather. This is an interesting one. I'll end with this. Weather can mean to withstand or it can mean to do exactly opposite, to wear away. So if a building weathers a storm, then it survived the storm. But if the storm weathers the building, it means that it wore the building down. So contronyms, Janus words, very interesting for all of you out there that are word, word people. Uh, you should look those up. It's kind of a fun little study. Now, I'm going to take another short break. When I come back, we're going to have all the fellas here. We're going to be talking about apples and doing a blind taste test of different varieties of apples. So stick around. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, episode 288 on this Friday, November 2nd, 3.32 p.m. here at KHMG. More live till 5 after this short break.
And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's Friday, November 2nd, 3.36 p.m. If you're listening to the live broadcast, you might be listening on Saturday or Sunday. We rebroadcast the show in its entirety Saturday from noon to 2 or Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Or you might be listening to the podcast 100 years in the future. That's what it's there for. So you can download it sometime in the future and listen when, you, when you're not so busy. Maybe 100 years in the future, you won't be quite so busy. Never know. Maybe someone's listening in space at the International Space Station. I heard you guys talking about that last week. Uh, that was that was some serious research you guys yeah. did last week. Did, did you learn something? I learned a lot. Yeah, I, hope I learned a lot that the like longest that. space station um, inhabitant uh, stayed up there almost two years, like yep. 700 days or something like that. Yeah. That was really crazy, so... Yeah, very interesting. All the international stuff you guys talked about last week. The only thing you didn't talk about was International House of Pancakes, which seems like such low-hanging fruit when well, you're talking about international, wonderful international things. You mean you mean low-hanging pancakes? Low, yeah, you know, yeah. you know what I mean. So yeah, I don't know if there are low-hanging pancakes, but yeah. hey, speaking of pancakes, now um, our our staff baker, it was her birthday yesterday. Yes, uh, she was born in 1988. You know what else happened in 1988 that was not quite as important as Jessica being born? But uh, the Olympics happened that year. The Winter Olympics were held in where, do you know, in 1988? Winter Olympics? Winter Olympics in 19... This is back when Um, summer and winter were in the same year. Who? Innsbruck, Austria? No. Uh, Nope. Helsinki? Nope. Can you give us a continent? New York Uh, State. North America. Yeah, they were in New York State. Lake Placid? Nope. Nope, uh-huh. that was 1980, I believe. Oh, it was in yeah. Salt Lake 88. City. Um, I think we don't know. Vancouver. Alaska. Getting Just close. Getting close. Oh, it's in Canada. Um, 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 so is it... Winnipeg. Uh, named after a famous uh, prince famous of Alberta. England. Alberta. Calgary. Oh, Alberta. Alberta. Canada. Wow. Calgary. Winter Olympics, 1988. Yeah. Also the year Jessica was born. Super Bowl. <laughs> Washington Redskins I defeated gonna, I who? Thought, oh, I thought you were going to say who won. Washington Redskins, <laughs> who got forty-two place? to ten. It's who did enough. they beat? Probably Dallas. This team had a hard time winning a Super Bowl for a long time. Uh, um, Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Bills. No, Whoa. no, but they <laughs> they, they went four straight, true. lost four in a row. No, so these guys also lost, lost. Uh, um, well, Denver be, Broncos. Denver be, Broncos. I was going to say yeah. it, somebody uh, in the AFC. Yeah. I remember watching those. Yeah. Edmonton Oilers won the Stanley Cup that year. No yeah. surprise. I think that was Wayne Gretzky. Mark Messier. No surprise. Mark Messier, maybe. Yeah. 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 Uh, Chicago Cubs play their first ever night game at home in Wrigley Field, defeating the New York Mets 6-4. to The Summer Olympics were held when? 1986 and 1990. No, uh, n- 1988. Oh, wait. They were in the same year. Back then, it was the same year as the winter. They did well, it all in one year. Well, but where? The, the, where? Uh, the Winter Olympics are only like 15, 15 Olympics old. Yeah. So that had just started then. <laughs> Well, it had been going old. since like the seventies, I believe. Really? So yeah, huh. yeah. When I was, I know it seems so, so, so old you're asking to you. For the month of the summer? No, Olympics? no, no. I'm asking where? what? Where were the summer Olympics? Where? What um, location 88. on the planet? Australia. You know, it's Calgary for the winter. Can you give us another continent? Um, not North America. Oh, okay. South America. Not so Africa or Antarctica. Australia. I'm gonna guess it was not in Australia. Europe. Okay. And I'm going to go with uh, Rome. No. Oh, man. 
I don't know if Rome's ever actually held them. Actually, no. I think about it. No, I, I don't, don't think they. I'm have. not sure if that's um, even a thing. It wasn't Berlin. Nope. Um, it could have been. It Munich. might not even be Europe. Actually, <laughs> oh. I was just letting you kind of go down oh, that path okay. for a minute. All right. How well, about we bring it back to options. Asia? How about to Asia? China. Uh, how about how about um, <sighs> Tokyo? Nope. No, they've never held. Um, they will. Yeah, Some they you will. guys are going to go. Probably. Year and a half. Um, Seoul, South Korea. Ah, uh, Seoul. Ah, uh, that was my next one. Yep, and it was the old Olympic fanfare song before this new... Before dun, John Williams. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that. It was the old one. Um, that came out, I think, for the Atlanta Olympics in 96, yeah. correct? Yeah, I, you're, you're probably right. <clears throat> Kirk Gibson could barely walk due to injuries. <laughs> Dramatic home oh, run in game oh, yeah. one. I was watching I've the, seen film. I was not yeah. watching it live. I was two years old. To give the LA Dodgers a 5-4 victory against the Oakland Athletics. Dodgers went on to win the it World Series. Hmm. Does that sound familiar? Perfect. They were in the yes, World Series. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, was there boy. a question? Kentucky about, Derby. I was waiting for the question. The Kentucky about that. Derby was won by winning colors. Also, not as important as Jessica's birth. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Rick Mears for Penske Racing wins the Indy 500. Also, not as important as Jessica's birth. That's something uh, you never hear about anymore. You just never mm-mm. hear about who wins the Indy 500. No. Nope. Nope. Stefan Edberg beats what famous Scandinavian tennis player in Bjorn men's singles? Borg. Bjorn Borg. Bjorn that Borg. is correct. Steffi Graf beat what famous uh, Eastern European? Steffi Graf. Who was? Who were they facing? Back I, then? I don't I, know. It would te- have been lady um, tennis players of the eighties. No, nineties. Oh, yeah, it's eighty-eight. Late 80s, yeah. Well, I know lady 90s. Has big muscles. Oh. She was amazing. Martina Navratilova. That's right. Oh my there you goodness. go. Uh, Pedro Delgado uh, was not a very fine cat. He was the Spanish Tour de France winner. Oh, huh. yeah. yeah. Also not as important as Jessica's birth. You mean Greg LeMond didn't win that year? Uh, no. Okay. Nope. Uh, Mats <laughs> Villander defeats Ivan Lindel to win the men's singles, and Steffi Graf beats, defeats Gabriella Sabatini to win the women's singles oh. in the U.S. Open. Yeah. And uh, Bill Elliott, number nine, wins the Nextel Cup, formerly known as the Winston Cup. And then there's a bunch of less important people born that year. Haley Joel Osment. um, I mean, a bunch of other people I don't. Rupert Grint, the guy who played Ron Weasley in Harry Potter, is the same same age as uh, your wife. Wow. Not as important. Not nearly (laughs) as important, especially to you. So there you go. Um, Yeah, so... You know, pretty much 1988 was the year of Jessica. It was. Happy birthday, Jessica. Happy birthday. We didn't want to draw too much attention to it, so we kind of downplayed it a little bit uh, during this segment. Happy but we, birthday. We did want her to know We've that. never done a year walk I, I threw with her anybody a, a else's nice surprise year party, birth. actually. No. You did, really? She had no idea. I baked her a cheesecake. Whoa. And it was probably one of the best cheesecakes Ever. Well, probably. If you say so yourself. <laughs> not to toot his oh, own horn. Not, well, uh, to give you some. Was this one of Jello cheesecake? No, no. quizzes? This was good too. I actually yeah. took, I actually took the, the cream best. cheese and I whipped it up. You and whipped put the, the, the. You did, really? Yeah, and then I, there was. It didn't crack did at all. Did you use one of those whisks where crack. you go. Like no, that, well, or did you use the electric? No, I meant like I, it was in a. Uh, okay. Little, like a KitchenAid mixer? Yeah. Yep. yeah, I was in there, but it didn't it didn't crack at all. Whoa, it didn't get that little. Nope. Uh, rip in time on it the crust of the top. Okay, All and right. I made the crust too. Really? Was it New York style? Um, it was like graham crackers with some uh, butter and nice. Do you sugar. use a cheesecake pan where the little ring comes off? Yeah, 
But nice. oh man, I was so happy because wow. she had no idea because I baked. And it good all. thing you invite all those other people over to see that you did it. Yeah, I, I did. So, <laughs> exactly. So, um, I mean, so funny. I, I, it was great because she had no idea I was I was baking. That's it. awesome. She went to a little like like night. Um, little fall party thing mm-hmm. with some uh friends in global and then while she was doing that i said i was gonna run out and grab some groceries and then i happened to get the supplies i needed for that cheesecake too and then uh where did you bake it at and at my house so and that short time i was like throwing everything together and getting it all going so you bought the ingredients came back home whipped this thing up literally and figuratively yep. baked it before she even made it home and, well, and then I had to go pick her up. So when I went oh. to pick her up, I dropped it off at my uh, uh, sister-in-law's. Yes. Okay. And right. and and I dropped it off there, and then I went upstairs and picked her up, and she had no idea. Wow. So, she, wow. And then then you surprised her with it. Well, I surprised her the next day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Smart. Smart. With those little surprise. Hot parties. cheesecake's not very good. No. Honestly, it's better uh-huh. to let it set up. Cool. Well, your wife's a very blessed woman indeed uh, to be married to such a swell guy like you. I know. Throw her surprise parties, make her cheesecakes. Yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a family trait. Okay. I, like I well, just said, I know. Yeah. I know. I know, I know I she like, is. Good thing yeah. you invited me. Absolutely. I know. That is true. I'm yeah. aware. All right. So uh, for our listening audience, uh, we're using kind of a theme of apples today because it's just that fall time. If you go to the store, apples are cheaper right now than they are any other time of the year. Right. In the States, you can get apples for, for pennies on the dollar compared to the rest of the year because they're it's apple season. You can go and pick them um, in orchards all across America and around the world. So with that in mind, I wanted to do a little apple taste testing. So what we're going to do is I'm going to take a short break. We're going to hand out apples to these guys. We have a little pre-sliced and we actually skinned them so you wouldn't know what color they are so it doesn't give it away. And you got to try and guess what kind, what variety of apple it is. So we're going to take a short break. Listeners, if you'll stick around, I'm sure this will be interesting to you as well. We'll take a very short break, come back, a little apple taste test. More Live Till 5 after this. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. Time for our Apple taste testing. And this should be an interactive listener experience because nothing like hearing us eat crisp, juicy apples on the air. It's a, it's a lesson in great radio just every week. That's it? right. It's, you've heard of 3D. This is, <laughs> this is 4D. This is the fourth dimension where you can yep. almost taste what we're talking about. So mm-hmm. each one of us have an apple. Uh, Lawrence, you have bag number one there? Three. You have bag number three. He uh, has one. You have Sebastian, two. you have number one. Uh, what does it taste like, first off? Describe it. Um, it tastes a little, like, sour. Okay. But not, like, bad sour. Like, like oh, this is a bad apple. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. You know, but hmm. um, it's, just, it's got, like, that tangy taste, you know, I I think. And, and, and it's a little slightly green on the uh, exterior here. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It kind of looks like a... Um, a, it looks like you ate them all. A potato. I was only going to have you eat one <laughs> slice and each of us try some, but oh. this works. You can eat. You can have all of them. Oh, sorry. That's, That's fine. fine. That's fine. He's like all. handling it with his grubby mitts. 
<laughs> you can have all of those. Okay. So what? Sorry. So it's sour, but it's a good kind of sour. It's okay. It's all right. I, I'm not offended. Uh, it's a it's a good kind of sour. Has a little green to it. What what varietal do you think it is? Well, I think it's the Granny Smith apple. All right. Okay. We'll we'll go with that. We'll see here in a moment. Chris is going to do the big reveal for us today. I'm eating uh, apple. It's really sweet, almost like sugar. No sourness at all. Pucker factor, very small. I didn't know that was a factor. Yeah, pucker factor. It's, it's actually something yeah. in the U.S. Uh, National yeah. Apple It's right next to the, um, what's the peppers? The, uh, the um, Caps, capsicum, cap, capsaicin, yeah. or capsicum and then, and rating. Then, these are graded on a pucker yes, scale. Yes, this is a pucker scale, and Got this it. was yeah. like a pucker uh, point five. It's like the Richter scale. It's really sweet. <laughs> World, uh, very juicy. Accepted. This tastes a little bit. This tastes like a very smooth apple juice flavor. So it's a very mm. sugary kind, and I think this might be a um, gala or gala. Or, or a Honeycrisp. I just don't know if they do Honeycrisp here, but in the States, Honeycrisp is very popular this time of year. I'm going to go with Honeycrisp because just because I don't remember, it doesn't mean it doesn't happen here. So I think this apple number two is Honeycrisp. Lawrence, you ate a whole bag See, of apple number three there. I, I'd agree with that, but three was even sweeter. Really? Even sweeter. Mm. So I was thinking maybe, maybe this was a pink lady. Or oh, a Honeycrisp. Okay. I'm going to go with Honeycrisp just because I okay, think I've seen Okay, if you think it's Honeycrisp, then I'm going to drop back to Gala. I or, would. <laughs> I'm going to go Gala your, or Fuji. I would agree. I, gala I or Fuji. A, uh, is a Gala, and this is a Honeycrisp, okay. and that's a Granny Smith. So, okay. I saw Granny Smith just his, by the look on his mine. face. I think his was Granny Smith just by the it look was, on his face. I had one of his. His was Granny Smith. Oh, you'd had one. This is the sweetest of the three, so I'm going to go with Honeycrisp. Okay. And mine's Gala, Fuji. Gala, Fuji. Okay. Not a Jonathan. Okay. All right. Chris, give us give us the big reveal. Number one, Granny Smith. Yeah, yeah. It's the only apple I know. Number two, Fuji. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nailed it. Number three, it's either Gruple or Grapple. I don't know. Is that Gruple? What? what? Never really? Oh. Gruple? Grapple? Isn't that a, isn't that a grape it apple? Or grapple? It's a it's, grape apple. Oh, it might be. Yeah. It might be. It's a new variety we're not familiar with. I'm sorry. Is that a real thing? There's a grape apple? Yeah. Well, let there me is. just tell you first off <laughs> Wait. that TB, Google. TB, TB right. collected the samples prepared them meticulously, okay. and gave us the answer sheet. And you and I both know, and so does all the listening audience, that TB don't play no games. No. So she would not mess with you. No, I, I no. believe that. I'm, I'm, I'm more grapple. not so much the fact that it's a grapple. No, let's grapple. Let's, <laughs> engage grapple. in a close she, she, fight or struggle without weapons. Or, oh, to sorry, grapple. that's the wrong one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's see, she gave me some in information the on these different apples. That but. the grapple being a crossover of a grape to a grape. Well, I don't know about that. I don't that. believe that. I don't believe that either. That sounds like something someone would Well, I said it's grape flavored. I didn't say it was an actual Here grape. Here it is. Did you actually find it? Yeah. That's what Google is for right there. Grapel. Oh, wait. Okay. Grapel. Yeah. That's when you repel. Yes. To go eat. It's been soaked in a solution of food grade. A brand of Fuji or Gala apple that's been soaked in a solution of food grade concentrated grape flavor. What did I say? There you go. What did I say? There. Uh, yeah, my Fuji exactly apple is an apple hybrid developed by growers in Tohoku Research Station. 
I think that's on the subway line there somewhere. Fujisaka, yes. Amori, Japan. Amori is where I used to live in the Amori prefecture. Well, um, in the late 1930s, brought to market in 1962, originated as a cross between two American apple varieties, Red Delicious and Old Virginia Rouse Genet, sometimes known as Rawls Genet apples. According to the U.S. Apple Association, there is one, and I want to become a member today. Website is one of the 15 most popular apple cultivators in the United States. Its name is derived from the first part of the town where it was developed, Fujisaka, the Fuji apple. Yep. There you go. It's a good one. Wow. It's yeah, good one. this one finishes with, contrary to what the name implies, it is an externally flavored fruit product, not a true hybrid of two fruits. Ah. Yeah. I, was, I can certainly believe that. I, I did not believe this is a hybrid of... A grape and an apple. That would be. Is, a, did I say that? Or well, no. I well, understand. that would be a. You said it's a combination between grape and apple, which is true. The yeah, word, but yes. it's actually just apple dipped in grape no, juice. That would be an abomination. You mean soaked in grape juice, like apples Possibly. on grape vines, grapes on apple trees. You know the trees? Granny Smith. It was uh, originated in Eastwood, New South Wales, Australia, now a suburb of Sydney, in 1868. So hmm. the Granny Smith, all the way from Australia. Wow. Okay. Not all, right. all the way. It's not The that advent of the Granny Smith apple is now celebrated <laughs> annually in Eastwood with the Granny Smith Festival. That would be, you know, I don't know if I'd make that a destination vacation, but if I happened to be in Eastwood in New South Wales, I would probably swing by the Granny Smith Festival. Yeah. Why yeah. not? As long as they probably potentially have apple pie there, I'd be down. Oh, yeah. Apple pie, applesauce, I mean, anything. Apple Pretty sauce. much grapple. They had a little grapple. Grapple. Yeah. That'd yeah. be good. That'd be good. Apple cider. She Perhaps. did throw us for a loop with grapple because I've never heard of that. I never ever. had either. I have. It could be a grapple. <clears throat> yeah, I think it is. What does it look like phonetically there at the top? Mm-hmm. Uh, since you're an educator, it's grapple. It's grapple. With the with the <laughs> line over the a, I think is or grapple. 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 That's what the kids do when you yeah. give yeah. them a, no, yeah. apples and they Quit want no, oranges. Grapeling. No, it, it, yeah. that's that's uh, that's like biblical, isn't it? He lived to a grapple age. Yeah. No, it's a ripe old age. Oh. Well, you know, we have uh, three minutes here. <laughs> yeah. I We've exhausted that. Why don't, why, don't, why, don't we, uh, why don't we just talk about our weekend before we go to the top of the hour break here? Oh, uh, Sebastian, fine. what are you doing this weekend? Um, uh, nothing, really, because... Eating some cheesecake? You know, it's oh, all yes. gone. That's all gone. It's, um, but I, I think, uh, you know, Jessica's going to go out and do some stuff, so I'll be at home and not really doing much. Babysitting. Oh, but she's going to make her delicious cake for someone's birthday the, uh, the, the my favorite cake the churpumple the german oh the oh, german chocolate yeah. one. Oh, oh yeah the cake that brought us all together yes the cake that unites and doesn't divide it's a german cake for you yeah that's that's not what germ <laughs> not what i would think of as a german cake nope nope um i'm surprised they didn't divide it up into 13 different pieces um okay uh chris what are you doing this weekend um, I, I think I said this last weekend, but, um, I, I'm, I'm going to try to do some photography. I didn't get a chance to do it last weekend. And, um, this weekend I do want to do some of that. So yeah, maybe some photography, go explore Guam a little bit. I said last weekend to Deborah, we've got to get these children out of this house. <laughs> we must remove them from this yep, house. Yep. Immediately. Yep. <clears throat> just uh, the so children. Lock the door. Weekend. Put them outside. Lock the door. No, no. I just mean that's my mom. They used just to need do. to be. There's been too many weekends in a row where they've all been in the house together, yeah, and yeah. that's just 
cabin you know, fever. Things happen when you're in there too long together. So uh, yeah, you just yeah. have to go out, and then everything's fine. Yeah, that's right. Wear them out. Let yeah. them get the, get their wiggles out. Uh, yeah. Uh, Lawrence, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, basketball. Well, I'm about to go watch uh, us play JFK here in a minute. Uh, the soccer game starts in a little bit, and then um, have a basketball game in the morning, and uh, and then keep working on house tasks oh yeah that never yeah. ends happy homeowner yeah oh yeah and happy you're you're thrill. hosting a, you're not personally hosting a baby shower but no but my house is your house is my hosting a baby is. shower well good thing so, you have a house so that's going on yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. imagine really if you great. lived in a van you'd be yeah. having a baby shower in a there van. won't be many coming it's so weird so <laughs> yeah. all right well and me i'm not sure what i'm doing this weekend uh gonna hang out with some people and do some stuff and eat a little bit and Relax, I think. So it's been a busy Eat a week. A little bit. Sounds good. Sounds yeah. human. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, this day in history and what's in my coffee, listeners, stick around. More live till five after this break. You're listening to us on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Stick around for SRN News and another hour of live till five. With the second hour of Live Till 5, I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. 4.04 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios, Friday, November 2nd, episode 288, 288. Getting some feedback from our little Apple taste test from one of our faithful listeners, Dr. J. We'll call you Dr. J from now on, Dr. J. That's a cool name. He said, is a known fact that the Golden Delicious... No, let's say it the way he means it to be said. It is a known fact that the Golden Delicious Apple is the best apple... Okay. Well, it wasn't one of the three we were able to rate today, and obviously you never had a grapeple before, because a grapeple makes a golden delicious taste like a rusty and taste hardly tasteless varietal. Hardly tasteless. Hardly taste. Har- hardly any taste. Oh. Okay. Let's let's try it again. Gotcha. It makes it taste like a hardly tasteful instead of uh, rusty, hardly tasteful. Rusty bowl of golden nails. delicious. Golden golden delicious are good. And they're not really golden, they're kind of a greenish tint. And they have those little dots all over them. But I gotta say, a grapeple uh, makes a golden delicious not nearly as attractive. Just saying. But thank you anyway, Dr. J, for your feedback. We we solicit your feedback anytime. And uh, you know, there's probably other listeners out there that have their opinions about what kind of apples. Some people probably think crab apples are really tasty, but I had one of those oh. in my backyard. Yeah, those are the ones you and throw you at your sister, them. right? But yeah, but they have thorns about three inches long on the yeah, tree. So right, I, right. it was more or less not trying to get caught on that, crossing over the fence to go hiking. Right. Well, and there's always some sweet little lady in your church that makes jam out of some random fruit that they grow in their yard that you've never heard of. The best eating. is the boonie pepper jam that people make mm, out here. It, I love that. Uh, yeah. It's a real Mike spice. dropped, point proven right there. Boonie peppers, crab apples. Anyway, Golden Delicious are all right, though. They, they'd rank in the top 20. 
Okay, Honeycrisp <laughs> though. Honeycrisp uh, are mind blowing. That's what I said. The, the, the texture is probably the best, and there's other that are just as sweet. Yep. But the combination of those two things, oh. it's my favorite. Do a little Honeycrisp and then a few Granny Smith, like a like a four to one ratio for apple pie. Ooh, such yeah. good. You, you need the structure or the the. The I don't know the sturdy structure yeah, yeah, of the exactly. Granny Smith. Granny Smith they don't break down as easily when they're cooked. Right. So you have to have a little bit of that in there, but you need the sweetness yeah, of like a Honey Crisp or something delicious. like that. So anyway, moving on from apples, we also have been provided some wonderful drinks from the Hub, Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, the best little coffee shop on Guam, offering an endless variety of coffees and teas and baked goods. Some great people. Awesome place to hang out. I go there every day because I like it so much. The people are so nice. Let's uh, let the listening audience in on what we're drinking right here. We have some drinks in front of us that are almost all gone. They delivered them a little early today. We've been sampling them, and we're going to describe them to you, not knowing exactly what they've given us. I mean, we might be able to make a pretty good guess because we've been doing this for a long time. But, Sebastian, yes, yours is kind of clear and icy. What does it taste like? Tastes clear and icy. Mm, okay. Yeah, there actually, I, I wanted to give that description. It was, um, it was like as if you went up to the clouds and you just captured a little bit of that cloud with with a, with a see-through cup. Mm. You know, so then, it tastes like rainwater. Yeah, okay. except with with a hint of coconut. Okay, All so right. like as if a coconut tree was up in the clouds. Okay. Mm. All right, that's that's, uh, that's what that's what I think our listening audience tunes in for every week is your dramatic descriptions of the drinks. It just keeps them coming back for I more. Try my best. So it's a coconut cloud uh, water drink. I drink. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's a. Uh, is it carbonated? I don't. I don't think it's carbonated. It doesn't taste carbonated, so I don't think it's a an Italian soda. Okay. So I think it's just. A cold, nice, sweet, cold drink. Okay. All right. With some kind of hint of coconut. Chris. I have a cold drink as well, an ice drink, and it's in a clear cup, and you can see that it's yellow. I would say the color of like a Mountain Dew. Okay. Yep. But it doesn't have the taste of a Mountain Dew. It has the taste of pineapple, Mm. I believe. Okay. Pineapple's hard to get mixed up for something else, so, you know, it's citrusy, but sweet. Well... Uh, I don't know Citrusy, part. no, but sweet, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I it's not a citrus fruit. I don't, pineapple's its own thing, I guess. So, all right, okay, probably a pineapple. Is it carbonated? Not carbonated. Not carbonated. Okay, Lawrence, yours was the most mysterious to me, right? Because of the cloudiness of it. Well, it's ice. So oh, it's just the it's like a slushy. Okay. Well, oh, it's, it's, like, it's blended it's like, up. Yeah, it's Whoa. a blended slushy. Oh, super so, Yeah, I know. That's why I got it. That would give you brain <laughs> freeze, though. Um, it could if you drink it too fast. So, uh, honestly, this one's a real, a real stumper. Okay. I definitely think it's peach. Okay. But I'm not sure if anything else is with it. Mm. Super sweet. I just think it's a a peach fruit slush. Okay. Peach fruit and, slush. And I could be missing something, but that's what I'm going to go with. Okay, all right. Slush. And mine is tea-colored because it's also tea-flavored, but it also has a, a fruit in it. I believe it's calamansi. I think I got the calamansi iced tea. It's basically like a calamansi Arnold that's Palmer. That's good. Calamansi Arnold good. Palmer. I, I shared that with uh, someone else. We, we, had had a, we had kind of a VIP on campus not too long ago, and I told them. I, they that's were like, oh, what? 
what would you like to drink? And I said, well, are you an Arnold Palmer guy? He goes, oh, I'm an Arnold Palmer guy. I said, okay, well, I got the best thing for you then. Yeah. So local Arnold Palmer. Yeah, I think we coined a term for that, though. I think we came up for a name for the Calamansi and because because I, I was like, this is a chance for us to make a name for this because okay. it's Calamansi. Paul Monsi. Well, I think it was the Patty Clodfelter because she she got the Patty Clodfelter. Yeah, she got that before. Yeah. I, okay. Do you guys remember the this Calamansi moment? Team? I'm gonna have to go back no. in the archives. I just remember and, uh, the lumberjack's girlfriend. The l- that was macho. <laughs> I think. Right. I think the one yes. where Patty had was that. Yeah. It might have been that. We called Patty Clodfelter. Was that while I was gone? It was. Okay. Maybe. All right. It was the first week you were gone. Okay. All right. Well, no, I don't remember that moment. I, I do. I remember, I remember naming something after Patty Clodfelter. I don't Patty know if it was that or not. Yeah. Okay. We All called right. it the PC. Because it was based off of just circumstance and nothing else. And that would <laughs> still be the Palmer Calamansi. Like, that would still... There, that would work. work. Okay. So, uh, whoever has drink number one has the coconut pineapple fruit splash. Ah. And probably because it sat for a little while, the carbonation was gone. Yeah. I have the Patty Clodfelter, Arnold Palmer, tea and calamansi. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence has the blended mango peach fruit splash. See mango. And then <laughs> Chris has the calamansi with mango. I didn't, no I pineapple didn't at all. At all. <laughs> wow. No pineapples were hurt in the making of this drink. Wow. Okay, well, now we have two other things we need to accomplish before kickoff of this game. We need a little This Day in History and a little quiz quizziness. Um, which would you guys like to do first? It doesn't matter. Let's do the quiz first. Let's do the quiz. Let's, let's get that knocked out. Let's do this because you got to really my genius name. Yes, okay. And the theme today was apples, right? Yes. Okay. Where's the music, man? Hmm? The music. I deleted it when you were no, you had didn't. Broken I think we put it back in, didn't we? Did you? I think so. No, it's gone. That's Baba Yetu. No, you're no. trying to play right there. Don't play no. Baba Yetu. Okay, no. Delete my music. You mean a? You mean a? Oh, there's a Sebastian music. There we go. <laughs> Great, thanks. It's in there. Now I can actually do Sebastian my job. Sebastian just crawled off his stool and started crawling underneath <laughs> the desk. He was so upset. Yes, I call this the. App, the grapele. The apple lie your knowledge. Apple lie your knowledge. Get it? What? App, apply your knowledge, but it's like spelled with. Have apple you ever thought about it. writing apple. children's books? You'd be good at that. Apple You'd be very good at writing what? children's your books. Knowledge. You'd be the confusion. That's the best apply. I could do. All right. Like apple in the word apply. Yeah. That's, apply. It's just a, apply. a, a P and an E. We all. could have said an apple a day keeps the quiz away, or yeah. or it's just <laughs> you know. Literally, I'm adding an E. An apple for your thoughts. To, to the to the word. Isn't it that complicated? <laughs> okay. It probably looks really good on paper. Yeah. App, app, yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. That's what, Don't I'm, show I'm us the quiz. It looks like a genius. Okay. Yeah. yeah, let me see that again. How good does it look? No, oh, no. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, here we go. It looks like a genius. Almost gave that it away right perfect there. perfect sense. Sorry, I'm not smart. All right. Um, Jared, yes. we'll start with you, okay. and then Lawrence, and then Chris. So, let's do this. I'm ready. First question is true or false? Apple seeds are healthy to eat. False. False. Yeah, false. I don't know if there's any nutrition va- nutritious value to They're that. They're healthy to eat, huh? No, I'd say false. They have a dangerous poison in them, cyanide. Oh, way to give away my... Wait a minute. Flavor text. It's actually cyanide? <laughs> false. Correct. Yes, apple seeds and many other fruit seeds or pits have a strong outer layer resistant to digestive juices, but if you chew the seeds... Um, amygdalin, I think. I don't know how you say it. Could be released in the body and produce cyanide. Small amounts Yikes. can be detoxified by enzymes in your body. However, large amounts can be dangerous. Yeah. So, good job. I know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Good. But Next. we didn't get any points because we all know stuff. Yep. You're all equal. Next question. Peers. In which of these states is the state fruit an apple? Hmm. Georgia, New York, Virginia, or Kentucky? Which one oh, has the that's state tricky. fruit of an apple? That's tricky. I think New York. It is. Yeah, I mean, the big apple is New York City, mm. but I, I I kind of assume New York as well. That was the first yeah. thought that I had. Yep. yep. Let's try. Everybody goes New York. Oh, Georgia. No. That's yeah, the peaches. I know. It's New York. Come yep, on, correct. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to help. Can't fool us. Help, uh, <laughs> fool you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Vermont and Washington are two other states that have the apple as their state. Yeah, I yep. knew Washington. Yep. Um, yeah, of course. Wenatchee awesome. is the capital of mm. the mm. apple. That's right. All right. Well, great. So far, no points no are, are yeah. here. Yeah. We're just celebrating internally. <laughs> Next question. The apple tree has pink and white blossoms during what season? Winter, spring, summer, or fall? Boy, it depends on the apple tree, too. Apple blossoms. Because we had apple trees all over our yard, and they didn't have any blossoms mm. anytime. Mm. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. Mm. And there's a lot that don't, because I lived, I grew up in Washington, keep in mind. There's apple a lot blossoms. of apple trees that don't have blossoms. But this, this, what, can you read the question one more time? The apple tree has pink and white blossoms during what season? Winter, spring, summer, or fall? I would think spring. Summer. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say um, summer as well. Jared gets the first point of the game. Because I believe it would be they'd be pollinated in the spring, then they start to uh, grow in the summer, and then you pick them in the fall. Now, I'd like to know, <laughs> I, I really would like to know which, which apple trees experience that, because like I said, we had them in our yard, uh-huh. and they never experienced Chris, any I had them in my yard, awesome. too. And they Maybe they only blossomed while you were at school. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. Next question. Which of the following species of insect poses the greatest threat to apple trees? Hornets, coddling moth, ladybug, or grasshopper? Mm. They pose the greatest threat to apple trees. Okay. So the only of the four answers you gave that were like so specific none of us know what they even look like is the coddling moth is that what you called it the coddling moth coddling moth which you could be doing a a double double you know like where it's like ooh I'm gonna give them something they don't think does this think face of. look like it's trying to deceive you yes uh, coddling <laughs> moth week. I think it's I think you you threw it out there as the real answer, thinking we think it's the wrong answer, thinking that we think it's the real answer, and but I do. you know that I know that Coddling. you know that you would know. Right. I'm just going to go with grasshopper. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's the things that get inside the apples, perhaps, mm. and a moth maybe would do that it's because caterpillar. their caterpillar yeah. gets inside, and I, again, I... In Washington, and that's the that worst problem. feeling when you bite into an apple and yeah. you see half of a caterpillar. So maybe a yeah. caterpillar. that's the worst. That's yeah. the worst. Yeah, there's maybe worse than that when they're just rotten inside. You know, a coddling moth. That, that worm things. that's in there could be one of those before it becomes the coddling. Yeah, that's moth. what we're saying. It's exactly. kind of like a caterpillar. So I'm saying coddling moth as well. Well, Lawrence, you gave everyone a point because you said grasshopper. So yep, thanks, Lawrence. You're welcome, Jared and Chris. Yep. You know what'd be the best is if you threw. Coddling moth caterpillar <laughs> rotten crab apple at your sister. 
I just don't think coddling moths are in the apples, though. I think it's their well in larva, their larva, form. right? Which is not called a coddling larva moth. explosions. Uh, baby humans are still called humans. Totally different thing. Baby moths are called. You've never larva. one time called a caterpillar a butterfly. Never one time. I oh, have. Look at that butterfly. I'm like, look at that wingless, nope. wingless nope. butterfly nope. crawling around there. That. He's so cute. Nobody says that. Look at that pre-butterfly. Pre-chrysalis. <laughs> that larva butterfly. form butterfly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope, we call them caterpillars. That's yeah, native to Europe, and this, um, yeah, they leave, they lay the eggs on the apple and the larvae, larvae burrow, burrow eat down. their way in, yeah, and mm-hmm. feed for weeks in there. Weeks. Uh, Whoa. They feast half, for weeks. Half a caterpillar is one of the worst sights in the world. Chris. Like you bite in and then you're like, there's Have half you ever a had caterpillar that? there. Oh, yeah. Really? I've never had that. Maybe I never looked at the apple after I was eating it, though. Yeah, so. I don't eat the seeds either. <laughs> I know a lot about this. <laughs> All right. Final question. Johnny Appleseed was a famous American who became a legend in his own time. He became a missionary and had a profound love of animals. What was his real name? John Chapman, John Montague, or John Denver? Oh, oh. I see. For the win, there. John Denver. It's John. Final Chapman. answer. It's John Chapman. Yeah, John Chapman. Johnny Appleseed Chapman. <laughs> it is John Chapman, born oh, September twenty sixth, seventeen seventy four. In Leo Minister, Massachusetts. His father, Nathaniel, was a minute man who fought at Concord in 1775 and also served with George Washington. Or Concord. Wow. Whichever you prefer. Concord. Yeah. Oh, the Concord grapes. So it is a tie between Jared and Chris. There you go. And Perfect. I throw apples at each other to determine the That's right. survivor That's right. and winner. You know, if you've ever had an apple <laughs> war, it's epic. It's an epic it's way to painful. spend. It's painful. What are you talking about? Epic. A, a, it's a, awful. Epic way to spend a fall afternoon. You chuck a, a hard unripened apple at somebody yeah that's well like those they bounce maker. right off but the <laughs> but the rotten ones when they splat that's disgusting explode yeah, we didn't throw those you we just, just have to no we the threw the ones. we threw the like the as big around as a no. quarter and we just chuck those at each other no the we would have apples, basically. we would have walnut wars like that we throw walnut at each other. or <laughs> gravel wars too, yeah. if we're <laughs> really hardcore <laughs> gravel wars just next level forget gravel the fruit wars. nuts one time rocks. i'm not kidding i we threw rocks at i threw other. a firewood log at my brother and knocked him in the head okay now you're just escalating he, even yeah. your own stories he picked up rocks. that log i threw a when tree when he finally got up off the dad. ground he got up off the ground he picked up that log and he chased me all five acres of our backyard trying to take my I'm head sure off. I'm sure he did. Yeah. I shouldn't have done it. I thought about of that immediately not. after it left my hand. Was it on fire? It was Because no. that would even be better <laughs> in the story. <laughs> no, that I, would be I great. pulled it out he of the pot have, belly stove. He should have taken his threw it across the boomerang room. shoe. Yes. Threw it, and the, it would have come back and I collected it, it, collected it out it was, of the fire. So it was only like a two inch diameter log. And he was maybe 20 feet away. Oh, I didn't think I'd actually hit him painful. in the head. That probably but it bonked him in the head. He fell flat on the ground. I thought How far I'd did you throw him. it? Maybe 20 feet. <laughs> and a, it bonked him on distance. the head. It was, uh, it was uh, probably, it, it was, I don't know what kind of tree it was. But anyway, it was, it was you know, it was like kindling size. Like, like yeah. about that big. Yeah. Whacked him painful. in the head. It looked, it looked like an Olympic baton. Um, and it hit him in the head. He went flat on the ground. I thought I'd killed him. I start walking over to his, his lifeless body. He gets up. <laughs> With the log in his hand, and I'm not kidding. I thought he was going to kill me. How old are you? I was probably 10. He was probably yep. 7. Yep, that would hurt a 7-year-old. Oh, boy. See, we used to we used to throw rocks, too, on occasion. Yeah, gravel. you'd have and like you'd, a little rock you'd say war. to yourself, 
Oh, it's probably not going to hurt anything. Exactly. Then after you start throwing it, you realize that, you know. This was a horrible yeah, idea. Yeah, right. Idea. Well, especially my right. brother had better aim than me. Idea. He was just a little younger. So, yeah. but we would be like, no head, no face. We'd have all these crazy rules. And yes. then I'd sometimes be the first one to break oh, the tree. I feel, I feel a little bad. You guys, that's the, that's the best form of entertainment is throwing rocks at oh, each other. Boy. Oh, boy. No head, no like, face. Yeah, no, no head, magic. no face. Pebbles only. No cherry stuff bombs. Like that. We did. Uh, Cow patties that way. We did a lot of dirt clods when we dirt uh, clods, yes. dirt clod wars. Yes. That was very popular because they hit, they sting a little bit, but they poof, they kind of yeah. yeah, like the the precursor to paintball. Exactly, exactly. Now we lived <laughs> in Missouri it clay. Gun. It was just your arm as <laughs> no, a ten year old. Yeah. No big deal. Well, that's yeah. all you got. Well, and if you had a, you know, no, a, I mean, you. as long as Tim Tebow is not your cousin or kids something, are, you're probably kids are missing okay. out. They have we would is, use like garbage can lids as like shields, and we, you know, yeah. We See, I had all sisters, so I can I, I couldn't do any of that. And my cousins were huge, so I didn't want to do that. No, that's what I'm anyways. saying. You throw the rotten crab apples with the moths in them, or larvae as you call it, at your sisters, as and then you go and it. run and hide. Yeah, yeah, I'd get pounded. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hey, uh, speaking of uh, getting pounded, we'd like to hear what happened this day in history. Oh, is that what this it, is? Yes, it's a, a, a pounding segue. of history. Yes, <laughs> perfect. Just pound out the history. Speaking, it's uh, speaking of getting pounded. <laughs> Yeah. Why don't you let's, nail us with some history let's facts? Pound the listening audience with your historical knowledge. It's yeah. November second, and I'm sure a lot of cool things have happened sure. this day in history. Sure, tons. Like what? Uh, my cousin's birthday's today. Oh yeah. Um, we are the same age for uh, like three weeks, two weeks. Okay. So All right. that yeah. was always cool. He was, and I'm sure he's listening right now. I bet he is from Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, 1783, George General Wa- General George Washington, later first president of the United States. Uh, bids farewell to his army in the American Revolutionary War. So this is kind of the end of that. He leaves. Uh, 1824, popular presidential vote first recorded. Andrew Jackson beats John Quincy Adams. Uh, John Quincy will come back later on uh, and become the sixth president after Jackson's terms. Uh, uh, 1898, cheerleading begins in the United States as Johnny Campbell leads the crowd cheering on the football team at the University of Minnesota. Wow. Johnny Campbell. Leads a little bit of a cheer squad at the University of Minnesota. Who wow. Knew that's how it began. Not yeah, me. and especially not in Minnesota. Probably not, but it did. Hmm. 1907, U.S. banker J.P. Morgan locks over 40 bankers in his library to force them to find ways to advert New York banking crisis. So that was in 1907. Real crisis hadn't even hit yet, but uh, the banks were still trying to figure out what exactly was going on and how to best um, operate under... I guess, adverse conditions sometimes rather than just close up and run off, which is what a lot of them did in the early days. Um, and then as we do here, uh, we, we always like to finish off some things with a positive note. And uh, there's actually, actually a lot of things that happened. I, I saw a lot of people. Yeah. People. <laughs> okay. We well, it's, it's because there's, there's been an, a number of presidential elections on the 2nd of November. Um, I thought I saw uh, Lawrence of Arabia in there too. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, well, maybe that's not who that is. No, that's no, somebody. Else. Somebody Lawrence else. Appleseed. Someone else in a yeah. turban. Lawrence Carson. <laughs> and Mr. Bean, I saw him. Yeah, he's right here. Yep. Yeah. Um, final episode of Goodbye Airs, starring Rowan Atkinson and Tony Robinson. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that wasn't. That's cool. Not wasn't exactly as... a notable event, but all right. <laughs> you know, to BBC fans, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. People Which we get some crossover. This we show do. is appealing in different markets. Absolutely. 
Well, we'll leave it with Mr. Bean. He just released a, a, a new movie. What? Uh, yeah. Johnny English Reloaded Again or something like that. I don't know. Um, here, okay. I'll tell you. But he's got to be 75. Maybe, you maybe think so? not. Maybe Rowan Atkinson? He's he's been on TV since the nineteen sixties, I believe. So he's he's been on TV like forty years, fifty years, maybe. He was quite well known before Mr. Bean, actually. Oh yeah, he was. He's a, a I, I forget what kind of comedy uh, British television what they call that, but like it's like their version of sketch comedy. But yeah, yeah he's been in multiple yeah. multiple series. He's kind of the stable actor through like every generation of BBC modern comedy, whatever. Yeah. So I've, I've watched a few different like tributes to him and stuff like he's very interesting guy just he's so talented he can make his face tell a story without having to (laughs) yeah johnny english strikes again yeah okay great all right not that we're not recommending that that's but i guess if 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 tom cruise can keep doing crazy acrobatic stuff in his 50s hey, let's let's compare it to something people are more familiar with why not if i can do this at 46 <laughs> if you were, this we're about to right go here. have a gravel fight in our 30s right. and 40s you you better get your crab apples Rowan ready has That's no right. problem get we are we're, we're get your crab apples yeah. ready get, a lot of those. get your rotten ones no only. face no head no face no head <laughs> get your trash can lid get a ready trash can or lid. Else. one of the metal ones that has the handle on top yeah, you absolutely. can wear it like a shield and uh i would recommend eye protection because sure. I'm I already not very have mine accurate. On. I wear glasses. And I'm so not very accurate. Um, well, no at kidding, all. especially yep. if you get bit by a larva. <laughs> they gonna they burrow up. down. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Lawrence, thanks for hanging around as long as you did. <laughs> sure. um, I know you were probably ready to roll just a little while ago, but uh, we do appreciate it and uh, hope the boys play well and win. Hooray for our team. We're going to take a short break. Sebastian, thanks for doing the quiz with us as well. Of course. And putting in all the work. Chris, thanks for being here as well. And thanks to all our friends down at The Hub, providing us with these wonderful drinks. TB, for giving us the apples. We're going to take a short break. Back with more Live Till 5 after this. With a little more live till five Friday, November second, four thirty-two p.m. here at the KHMG Studios, episode two eighty-eight. If you ever miss part of the show, Saturdays from noon to two, and Sunday nights from seven to nine p.m., we rebroadcast the show in its entirety. So if you miss part of the show today, you can always tune in Saturday noon to two, Sunday seven to nine p.m. Also, you can download the podcast through khmg.org, khmg.org. You can listen to a stream of our radio 24-7, but you can download the podcast of many of our most popular shows. There's also great resources there, different preaching sermons over the years have been used here at Harvest, and there's just there's a whole library of them. You can download by topic, by passage, by speaker. I'd encourage you to go to khmg.org, check out the resources there. Let us know you're listening through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Look us up, search for us, and uh, let us know you're listening. Send us a little message. Give us a little thumbs up when we make different posts, things like that. It's a cool little 
realization. We were just listening during the break, and all of a sudden I heard the Free Indeed episode, and at the end I heard, my name's Joe Baldwin, and if the sun uh, has made you free, you'll be free indeed. And I'm like, that's my dad's testimony. And so yesterday, one of our other listeners, Dave, uh, sent me a text, said he just heard my mom's testimony on the radio, and I was assuming it was the unshackled, long play story, 20 plus minutes long story that um, they had dramatized earlier, but this is actually the short version, the little free indeed two minute clip that uh, that uh, Pacific Garden Missions has created, and they had my mom's yesterday, my dad's today, we're going to put that out on our social media so you can link that and listen to that, I think you'll really enjoy it. Now it is Apple-themed Live Till 5 today, and so I want to talk a little bit about apples here before we take another break and move on to other things. Uh, I read an article that um, was published at the end of the summertime. Uh, Let's see. And it was a corrected article. So they were correcting the projections of apple production in the United States. U.S. Apple production for 2018 has been estimated at 11.5 billion, with a B, pounds, up less than 1% compared with a year ago. In August, uh, in its August 10th crop production report, the U.S. Department of Agriculture forecast Washington State apple production at 7.2 billion pounds, off 4% from the 7.5 billion pounds from a year ago. And then uh, the USDA said some New York growers report frost damage during the bloom, isolated areas of the state. New York production was rated at 1.3 billion pounds. So Washington, far and away, is the majority of the apple producers in America. 7.2 billion of the 11.5 billion, so about three quarters almost, about two thirds, three quarters. Uh, Meanwhile, the USDA said a large crop with good sizing is anticipated by growers in Michigan with forecast productions of 1.175 billion pounds, up 40% from 840 million pounds in 2017. So Michigan looking up for their apple production. A small crop last year led to a heavy bloom this spring for most Michigan growing regions. So here you go by state. Let's see here. Estimated apple production in millions of pounds for the top apple-producing states. So it's 260 million pounds for California, Michigan, 1.175 billion, New York, 1.3 billion, North Carolina, 115 million, Oregon, 155 million, Pennsylvania, 504 million, Virginia, 220 million, Washington, 7.2 billion, West Virginia, 110 million for an 11.452 billion pounds. Last year, the U.S. produced about 11.406 billion pounds of apples. Here are a few interesting facts about apples here. We were joking about crab apples earlier. People that have never been in North America maybe aren't familiar with them. They're really a an inedible, super sour apple that grows on a tree they look like miniature apples they look like almost miniature red delicious apples or red or uh, miniature granny smith apples but they're really inedible because they're so hard and so sour but the crab apple according to this apple facts website from the university of illinois crab apple is the only apple native to north america 
Uh, apples come in all shades of reds, greens, and yellows, hence the Golden Delicious, which Dr. J mentioned, which are actually pretty tasty. They're, those are really good ones for like lunch boxes. Wouldn't you say, Dr. J, that's if you were going to open your lunch box and see an apple, a Golden Delicious would always put a smile on your face. Uh, two pounds of apples makes one nine-inch apple pie. Apple blossom is the state flower of Michigan. 2,500 varieties of apples are grown in the U.S., 7,500 varieties of apples grown throughout the world. 100 varieties of apples grown commercially in the United States. Apples are grown commercially in 36 states and grown in all 50 states. So even Alaska and Hawaii grow some kind of apples. Uh, Let's see. Apples are fat, sodium, and cholesterol-free. About 80 calories for a medium-sized apple. Uh, Apples are a great source of the fiber pectin. One apple has five grams of fiber. The Pilgrims planted the first United States apple trees in Massachusetts Bay Colony. The science of apple growing is called pomology, P-O-M-O-L-O-G-Y. Apple tree takes four to five years to produce their first fruit. Most apples still pick by hand in the fall. Apple varieties range in size from little larger than a cherry to some as large as grapefruits. Propagated by two methods, grafting or budding. The apple tree originated in the area between the Caspian and the Black Seas. Favorite fruit of the Greeks and the Romans, apple trees. This is surprising. Apple trees are a member of the rose family. Harvested uh, Apples harvested from an average tree can fill 20 boxes that weigh 42 pounds each. Largest apple picked weighed 3 pounds. Europeans eat about 46 pounds of apples annually. Uh, average size of United States orchard is 50 acres. Most growers use dwarf apple trees. Charred apples have been found in prehistoric dwellings in Switzerland. Most apple blossoms are pink when they open, but gradually fade to white. Some apple trees grow over 40 feet high and live 100 years. Most apples can be grown farther north than most other fruits because they blossom late in the spring, minimizing frost damage. It takes the energy from 50 leaves to produce one apple. It's the second most valuable fruit grown in the U.S. Oranges are first. In colonial times, apples were called winter bananas or melt-in-mouth. The largest U.S. apple crop was 277.3 million cartons in 1998. Uh, Let's see here. There's a lot of other information. But a peck, have you ever heard of a peck of apples, a bushel and a peck, and a hug around the neck? Yeah. So a peck of apples uh, weighs about 10.5 pounds. A bushel of apples weighs 42 pounds and will yield 20 to 24 quarts of applesauce. You know what's really good? Listeners, homemade applesauce. I'm just saying, that's that's pretty tasty. We'll take a short break. When we come back, a couple things in the news, some Stranger Than Fiction things I'd like to share with you. And uh, wrapping up the show in a little while with some information about some countries where it's really hard to be a Christian. So stick around more Live Till 5 after this short break. back with a little more live till five it's friday november 2nd 4 44 p.m a couple stranger than fiction items before we get into the news here with chris harper read this in the dispatches section of world magazine a couple numbers here for you 
383,000 people. That's the estimated number of dead in South Sudan's five-year civil war, whether from fighting, disease, hunger, or other cases, according to the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. 3.7% is the number reflects the unemployment rate in the United States in September, the lowest in 49 years. 1,700 pounds, the weight of an extinct elephant bird. Based on a new fossil analysis by the Zoological Society of London, that would make it the largest bird known to science. One half is the proportion of the world's population now living in the middle class, earning between 11 and $110 a day. And 52.4 million is the total number of bushels of gala apples or gala apples. American farmers expect to harvest this year, surpassing red delicious apples in the United States for the first time in 50 years. Three other interesting points, and I'd like to get to the news here. Number one, a global study published this year reports that 259 people have died while attempting to take extreme selfies. The study is based on data from 2011 and 2017. The study also suggests that the numbers are probably far larger, as officials likely reported many selfie-caused deaths as something else. The researchers said the majority of the deaths were from falling, drowning, or vehicle accidents. One example is from the news in July, the death of Gavin Zimmerman, as he tried to take a selfie on a New Zealand cliff. The study suggested the posting no selfie signs in dangerous locations like mountains, lakes, and tops of tall buildings, I would think it probably just attracts people to take a selfie there. But uh, let's see here. Sacrifice in the midst of an Indonesian tsunami and earthquake. An air traffic controller lost his life to save a plane with its 147 passengers and crew. Uh, Mr. Anggung, 21 years old, was in the control tower of Palu Airport as the Batik Airways Airways plane waited on the runway. A minute before takeoff, the 7.5 magnitude quake struck. As the tower began to shake, the traffic control team fled, except for him. He reportedly stayed behind, despite the pleas of others to leave, to guide the plane safely off the ground. His last words were, Batik, 6321, clear for takeoff. As the plane took off, he probably was trapped by the debris, jumped from the tower. Oh, probably trapped by debris. He had to jump from the tower and died on the ground before the medics could arrive. And finally... Very interesting. Oftentimes, truth is stranger than fiction. Saga Vancheck was vacationing with her family at a Swedish lake when she felt something in the water. Due to a drought, the water was unusually low, allowing the eight-year-old girl to pull out an object. Finding it uh, seemed to have a handle. Her father told the media later that he thought it was a weird stick until he showed the object to a friend. Experts at a nearby museum told the BBC that Saga's discovery is a very well-preserved pre-Viking era sword. They dated it around 1,500 years old, and then uh, the county museum there hopes uh, to find more ancient items in that lake. Very interesting. Now, all-around good guy, station manager, backup quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, Chris Harper. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long-distance commute, but... I do what I can. They don't. They don't need you very much. They have a good starting right. quarterback. So, and I'm here every Sunday. So, if they need me, it's going to be. You know, yeah. It's well, gonna have to. They're going to be happy to go deep to the bench. Oh boy, deep, thousands of miles. You know what? They've got the money. Uh, I wanted to follow up on one of the stories you mentioned about the um, selfie deaths because mm-hmm. I've just been reading on several photography websites about. Um, I don't know if you saw the story. I don't have this in front of me, but if you saw the story about a, a really famous photo just within the past few days of at 
um, one of the California parks, mm-hmm. a couple getting engaged on kind of an overlook. Yes, yeah. And the photographer who took that shot was trying to find the couple. And so they tried to scour the earth to find that couple. And they weren't able to find them yet. Or I haven't heard follow-up that they found them yet at at this point. Um, But other people tried to sort of recreate that and ended up falling from that uh, little overlook and so that's another and it was a it was kind of a selfie situation they were like adventure bloggers wow and uh, they fell to their deaths so uh the selfie culture especially those selfies in really dangerous situations yep. have uh, really claimed a lot of lives it tends yeah. to be young people it tends to be people who are very active on social media and so there's a lot of those stories yeah or youtubers as well but I have a couple of stories there. There, um, one of them at least is a bit of a follow up to something we talked about. We talked about a number of times here, um, and that is regarding Leicester City Football Club in England. And I remember a couple of years ago when they won the Premier League, which was a uh, an amazing feat at that time. Uh, we brought them up then, and then when you've been looking for a team over the years here, we've uh, talked about them as well. But this is a, a, a sober, a somber, I should say, story um, regarding the club. And uh, this is how the story starts from BBC. It says, when a reclusive Thai billionaire took control of an ailing East Midlands football club in 2010, few could have predicted the fairy tale that would follow. Vishi Shrived Hanaprabha, his death in a helicopter crash outside the King Power Stadium, capped a tragic end to a remarkable eight years. Now, if you haven't heard this or seen this, what happened was he would always land the helicopter on the pitch before the game, uh, would basically deliver him to the game, and then he would take off from the pitch after the game, just right in the center of the football pitch. And usually when the stadium was empty. And on this particular occasion, the uh, rear prop failed. The uh, um, the helicopter began to spin. There's a little, just a little snip of video of that. And then they, I think they tried to get on the other side of the stadium to get to the car park. And the, uh, the aircraft went down in the car park. And there were five people on board, including Shrived Hanna Prabha. And um, the the reason this is such an interesting story, uh, I know it's a an interesting human story, but it said on the football side, it included Leicester City's promotion from the championship, that's the second level in England, and it peaked with a 5,000 to 1 outsider's astonishing Premier League title win in 2016. And we remember that one. But Vichy's contribution to the city went beyond what happened on the pitch. During his stewardship of the club, he donated $2 million to the Leicester Children's Hospital Charity, a $1 million to the Foxes Foundation for Community Causes, and a $1 million to Leicester University's medical department. Those generous gestures, as well as the club's success, led to the tycoon being hailed as part of the city's fabric. Leicester's mayor, Sir Peter Soulsby, said that Mr. Vichy, didn't just buy a football club and run it from a distance. He became a part of the city and was much loved here. And 
uh, I was going to try to pull a little audio of some of the um, the the players and the fans of the club talking about him. One of the things that he would do is he would buy the fans on a special occasion. He would buy the fans uh, food of different sorts. Mm. Everybody in the fa- everybody in the stands would get something for free. Wow! When it was his birthday, sixty years old. He gave away 60 season tickets. Wow. Basically didn't charge people, randomly chose people, and they gave away 60 season tickets. There's just a lot of things. And the way they talked about him is that he, they said he wouldn't go by anybody. He would shake everybody's hand wow. that he passed by. Wow. And there was just a lot of things that, that showed he was a, a really amazing leader and a, mm. and a great guy. And so it's a great story of the club yeah. and their success. But uh, it was one of those really sad moments yeah, for sure. to hear that because he was such a great figure mm-hmm. in in the soccer world. Because one of the reasons is you hear exactly the opposite about the owners of the clubs is that they're detached. They live in some other country. They're just in it for the money, right, that right. kind of thing. And he was exactly the opposite wow. of that. The other kind of sad story that I wanted to just follow up on, and I won't read this whole story, but it's about a U.S. missionary who was shot and killed uh, in front of his wife and son in Cameroon. And there's a lot of people praying for this family, of course. This was an international news story. They were from a Baptist church in Indiana, and uh, the man's name is Charles Wesco. And if you can find that story, Google that story and and look that up. But it was definitely something to make note of. Yeah, they had only been uh, in country maybe a month. They had uh, been two ra- weeks. They two said, weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. They had been in country. Someone shot into the car, and they weren't sure whether they were targeted. I think they're still not sure right, whether right. they were targeted or whether there was just a lot of violence and they right. got caught up in it. If you read read this story, it's it's. I never knew anything about Cameroon, West Africa, right. but the. Um, the difference, the the tension there is what language you speak. Right. They lived in a what they call the Anglophone area, so people speak English, but the Francophone area is right. dominant, and there's some persecution and civil civil disruptions between. To the tune of hundreds of people have died in these skirmishes over the last few years, and it's basically based on what language you speak. Right. And um, there was, you know, they're still trying to figure out what happened, but. Right. Very sad, large family. You can still look up his uh, web page, actually, if you look up Charles Wesco, yep. W-E-S-C-O, and be praying for his family. All right, Chris, well, thanks for bringing the news to us yep. today. Thank you. And um, I'm just going to wrap up the show in this last couple minutes with um, the Open Doors Ministry World Watch List 2018, 50 countries where it's most dangerous to follow Jesus. This week I'm on country number 30. Islamic oppression is the source of persecution in this country with a Population of 11.5 million, there are only 23,800 Christians. Main religion is Islam. They're a parliamentary republic. They have a president. Violence there is at the 23%, so compared to other countries, not as violent against Christians. But church life and family life, the persecutions in the 70 percentile, private life also in the 70 percentile, National life and family, uh, uh, community life are in the 60 percentiles. Persecution in Tunisia is mainly caused by hostility towards Christians in Islamic society. Even though tolerance has increased since the Arab Spring uprising of 2011, the influence of Salafist teachings continue to grow. Foreigners enjoy more freedom, 
but are not permitted to evangelize. And Tunisian converts face persecution from family and community members, as well as difficulty in getting authorities to officially recognize their conversion to Christianity. Prayer points. Pray for persecuted Christian youth, especially those who face pressure from non-believing family members when they want to marry. Pray for persecuted people. They'll feel God's presence. Many lose hope and don't know how to move forward with their lives. And pray that the Lord will hinder the plans of Islamic extremists and draw them to Jesus. That's the country of Tunisia, and it is the 30th in the rank of 50 in the world watch list of 50 countries where it's most dangerous to follow Jesus. Now, here in the United States and in beautiful Guam, of course, we have religious freedom, freedom to assemble, freedom to worship. And I want to encourage you to exercise that freedom this Sunday. Find a Bible preaching, Bible teaching church, go and and sing songs about God and read the Bible and hear it preached. Find a church that's faithful to that. If you don't know of such a church, look no further. We'd love to have you visit Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday. Come at 10.30 a.m. to our services. We're easy to find right here in the Mong Mong Totomaiti area off of Sergeant Roy T. Damien Jr. Street, behind the mobile McDonald's, right off of Route 8. Easy, easy to find. We'd love to have you. 10.30 a.m., come and worship with us. If you don't have a church home, we'd love to be your church home. Come and introduce yourself. Let me know that you heard about the church through the radio. That would be great. I'm one of the pastors here at Harvest, and we'd love to have you. But I encourage you, God has blessed you with a very specific freedom, the freedom to be able to worship, the freedom to be able to assemble, and what a blessing. You know, we have elections coming up next week. Before next week's broadcast, we will have elected some new leaders for our community, our island, our government, and uh, whoever they are, we're going to pray for them. But get out there and exercise your, your right and your responsibility to vote And then exercise your freedoms, freedom to worship, freedom to assemble. Be at church this Sunday, our church service, 1030 a.m. here at Harvest Baptist Church. We'd love to have you. And that about wraps it up for Live Till 5. It's Friday, November 2nd, episode 288. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, and you're listening to Live Till 5 on 88.1 FM, KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Have a great weekend.